One, two, three. Potential with Steve Pettit, a podcast that explores how Bob Jones University empowers individuals to reach their highest potential for God's glory. Well, we'd like to welcome you today to our Highest Potential podcast. It's been a a number of weeks since we've uh, had our last podcast. In part, I was out of town on vacation. And of course, we've got so much going on with the COVID-19 pandemic and our work here at Bob Jones University uh, that we're just getting back uh, now to doing some programs. And so today, uh, we are very, very excited to have with us Dr. Neil Ring. Neil Ring is the athletic director at Bob Jones University. And uh, we made a very important announcement this week, and I'm going to let Neil tell us about that announcement. So, Neil, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for the invitation. It's great to be here. And uh, we are excited about uh, the new opportunity for us with the NCAA Division Three, And uh, they have approved our application to become a provisional member starting in September. And so we are, are, are getting ourselves ramped up to that to make sure we're ready for that. Obviously, with the COVID-19 uh, there, there are some uncertainties out there sure. as all uh, athletic departments try to decide how to uh, operate during this time. And so we're uh, we're doing the same thing. Wonderful. Well, I want to maybe do this. Uh, let's let's do a little bit of a history of Bob Jones University and intercollegiate sports. And then let's get to the point of the D3, okay. why we decided to do it. What does it mean to be provisional and how we look? So. Uh, you, you've been with us ever since the start. So give us a little bit of the history of the sports program at Bob Jones University. Sure. So, um, the first six years of the university, there was athletics and then, uh, So you're talking about 1927. Yes. Back in the beginning, there, there was uh, the Swamp Angels. And then, uh, that, that, was, that was back when we were in Pan- Panama City, Florida. Yes, sir. Had a football team. Yes, we did. Football. I, I still have some of the pictures up in the athletic office of those early days. So um, fast forward to 2011 in December, and uh, the board approved intercollegiate athletics. And then uh, 2012 was our first year to compete. So yeah. I'll probably uh, jump in here. Um, uh, obviously... Um, people that are affiliated with Bob Jones University know, knew that that we had intercollegiate sports in the beginning. Then Dr. Bob Jones Sr. stopped them, mm-hmm. and primarily because he was uh, concerned about uh, it becoming an overemphasis in the school's beginning, especially since they were focused on ministerial training and so forth. And so all those years, we had lots of sports on campus, but it was all intramural, probably one of the bigger intramural programs in the country. Yes. Uh, so we would have a uh, a turkey bowl uh, soccer championship, and how many would show up? Uh, the the outside stadium seats forty five hundred, and my understanding is at times it would be full. Yeah. So, but we but we made a vote here uh, to move forward. Why, what was the reasoning for starting the intercollegiate program? Well, I think there was a there was an opportunity for the university to to get into a very critical part of our society. Uh, when, when you think about sport and, and the voice that it has, the influence it has in our society, uh, and it, it provides for that student who 
God has gifted in a physical way. He's, he's given physical abilities to come and get a great education and a great spiritually uh, a growth environment. I like one of the things that you've said before is, you know, it's a place where you don't just thrive or you don't just survive, but you thrive. Mm -hmm. And and also to then represent uh, the university uh, in, in intercollegiate competition and expanding our voice beyond uh, even our campus and beyond our community and, and going out and trying to be uh, a Christ-centered, uh, representing the university, being a, a Christ-centered program. Yeah. So from the very start of of our intercollegiate sports program, uh, we we had a very clear philosophy of of our the the why factor. Of course, it does give students the experience of playing intercollegiate sports. But what's the what's the overall philosophy of the of the ministry side of the sports program? Well, I think for us, it's it's been from the beginning. It's been to use sport as a platform for ministry. Uh, first of all, with internally, so discipleship is a significant mm -hmm. part. Uh, I'm I'm actually finishing up our our accreditation um, information for um, you know for this year, and one of the things we do is track our discipleship program. This is what we do, uh, and and each. Each coach has their own program that they utilize within the culture of their sport. Uh, and so that's where it begins. Um, there's a discipleship from, from you, from me, down to the coaches. Uh, there's a discipleship from the coaches to the student athletes. There's discipleship peer-to-peer. -peer. We have a lot of peer-to-peer -peer groups within our athletic program. My challenge to them is to take what's being poured into them and to then look for those opportunities within the residence halls and, and opportunities here mm -hmm. on campus. And then obviously there's the, the external or the outward facing opportunities for us as it relates to, uh, as we go compete, as we travel, representing Christ, representing the university, um, as, as we, we play, uh, we, we try to play in a way that honors Christ. We try to, to play in a way that, that reflects our, our, our passion for him, as well as our passion for, you know, doing the best that we can do. We should never do anything less than our best. Um, well, one of the things I, I, I've, I've been impressed by is that oftentimes we'll play other, other teams and we, we never try to recruit other players from other schools. That's, that's obviously forbidden, but, but we haven't done it. But however, we've actually had students transfer to Bob Jones University simply because they were believers on secular campus and they saw the spirit, right. the atmosphere of the students. And we've got numbers of players like yeah, that. Absolutely. And I, I think I can think of one specific instance where we had a young man come from a secular institution and then reach back out to one of his former teammates who had transferred somewhere else just to become a student. And in essence, his, his words were, you've got to come to Bob Jones. Hmm. You're not going to believe the environment here and we get to play, uh, you know, the sport that we love, and and so I, you know, that's a that's a win for us uh, because it 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 allows us with with our testimony to demonstrate that we are a different place. We are competing for a higher calling than just winning on the scoreboard. And believe me, we're we're trying to win on the scoreboard. We're very proud of the twelve NCCAA national championships that we've won. Yes, and and I think we would we would do a disservice uh, to Christ if we didn't make that effort to try to be the best that we could be. Uh, we, we've won the last four years. We've been recognized as uh, from the NCCAA as the, the top Division II program with the, the President's Award for Excellence. Uh, we take pride in that. At the end of the day, though, that's not the only thing that we're trying to accomplish. 
Um, each year we do um, between 1,000 and 1,500 hours of community service, in, including going on to international mission trips. We have coaches that go do clinics internationally. Uh, we Our teams are taking international mission trips where they're actually going and not just you know, spectating and visiting, uh, you know, cool sites around the world. They're actually ministering and giving the gospel and using the platform that they have. Uh, and and this, one of the hardest things for me currently is I haven't been able to go back to China this year. I haven't been able to go to the Philippines. I'm not going to be able to go to Africa. These are places that God has given me opportunities over the last seven years, eight years to go and minister specifically using sport that because of the where we are with the pandemic, it's just not available. So that's happening on a on a on a yearly basis where we're really taking that outward step and and doing what we say is important to us and using the platform of of sports as a ministry platform to give the gospel yes. of Christ. Well, and I think that would be that's at the very heart of what our founder wanted as an evangelist. That would be truly my heart. And uh, I've been encouraged to watch, uh, you know, our, our golfers go to Ireland and our our soccer players have gone to South America. Our volleyball teams have gone to Central America. I believe our baseball teams will go to Dominican mm-hmm. Republic. Yes. And so really spreading the gospel. And literally, been, there have been scores of people that have been saved through the ministry Absolutely. of the BJU Intercollegiate Sports Program. So um, let, let's get into the, to the sports themselves. Um, tell me, when we started back in, in 2011, how many sports did we have at that time? So we started with four. And I think it was a great decision by the board and and uh, Dr. Jones at that time, to 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 pick four sports that were well represented within our immediate constituency, and were were strong intramural sports. And so we had men's and women's soccer, and we had men's and women's basketball. And and so when we started, I think um, Coach McCormick had, I think he had over eighty guys, you know, from the student body come out. I I know I had. Uh, over 60 come out for men's basketball trying, you know, trying out. And, you know, that, that was, uh, we, I was hired in March and we had to have teams on the field, you know, in, in August. Wow. And, and so it was a, it was a very quick turnover. And, and so having that pool of students to to draw from, from the intramural program was helpful. Um, Now, now let me ask you this, because sometimes people get a little confused when we say NCAA and NCCAA. So we became immediately a member of the NCCAA. So yes. tell us what that means. So the, the National Christian Collegiate Athletic Association is uh, an affiliation for us. As, it's an organization that has two divisions, Division One and Division Two. Uh, division Two, basically, if you don't give athletic scholarships, and that's where we fall. Um, and so... Um, and we, Division One would be also... Division one is, is they, they give scholarships so or they have the opportunity to give scholarships. Right. The overwhelming majority of them do. Most of the division one institutions are duly affiliated with the NAIA or the NCAA division two or three. Most of the NCCA division two programs are just just that, just NCCAA. And so that, you know, there there's a um, there's a wide variety of schools around the country that participate in the NCCAA. It's actually headquartered right here 
in Greenville, South Carolina. So it's it's a it's a great opportunity for us to to be a part of of the national office and and interact with the the good folks. Yeah, they there. do great work. Well, one of the things that could be confusing to people that you know, once you understand, it, it's really pretty clear. But let's say the NCCAA Division Two, which BJU has been a part of all these years, uh, which is non scholarship. Uh, within, they really don't have leagues, they have regions. And so, for example, our men and women's soccer, uh, there's probably only three to five teams in the region. And so, obviously, we just don't play those three to five teams. So, we actually play uh, NCAA division from one all the way to three. Yes. We play NAIA teams. And so, let's say a 16-game season for men or women's soccer uh, we'd play maybe three or four NCCAA teams, and the rest would be the others. Right. So most of the NCCAA is is really year-end um, championship-type opportunities for us. Yes, sir. Which really kind of leads us to the question of the NCAA, National Collegiate Athletic Association, Division one, two, and three. Right. So explain to us the difference between one, two, and three, because we, we're now in three. Sure. So division one is, uh, you know, that's what most people think about when they think of NCAA. And, you know, that's your, you have your power fives, which would be your your SEC and your Big Ten and those. Then you have more of a mid-major, which would be the MAC out of the Midwest. And then you have your low majors, which would be like a, a Presbyterian, for example. Right. And so they're all, even in Division One. there's a big range. Division Two, um, Division Two is is a, it, it's, it's a difficult place to be from the standpoint of financially, they don't get as much attention, they don't get as much revenue, uh, but they provide a lot of opportunities for student athletes to compete and get a scholarship. Uh, and Normally, those scholarships are not full. They're they're a, a, a small amount, but they they can say they're a, a student athlete that got a scholarship. So let's take South Carolina. So obviously, USC, Clemson, they're all D one. Yes. Uh, Wofford is yes. D one. The Citadel's D one. Yes. Um, Furman. Furman's D one. A D two would be like North Greenville, Anderson University, mm -hmm. Erskine, right. some of the others. They are all scholarship schools. Right. So D three. In South Carolina. Bob Jones University. Well, you know what's really crazy is when you start looking at numbers in the NCAA Division One and Division Two, there are a little over 300 teams mm -hmm. in those divisions throughout the whole United States. In NCAA Division Three, there's over 400 teams. So right. actually, there's more teams, right. but they're not as well known because they're smaller colleges. Right. They, they are. They're smaller colleges, and they tend to be more regionally located. You have a lot in the Midwest. You have a lot in the Northeast um, and so we're just South Carolina for whatever reason has has never had uh, Division three, and so we'll BJU be the first. first. We're yes. the first NCAA Division three in the state of South Carolina. Yes. So what makes D three different than D one and D two? Uh, ultimately, there's no scholarships. So athletically, uh, you cannot give a scholarship to someone based on their ability or participation in, in athletics. Um, there, you can give scholarships. Obviously, you know we have our institutional and, ac and academic scholarships that we give, but we cannot give them anything based on their athletic ability. And um, it, it's it, it is a the, the student. It, it's a holistic approach to their experience. They're not an athlete who also is a student. They're a student. One of the things that Division Three prides itself in is it is a student 
who also participates in athletics. And they're more than likely, high percentage of them are never going to do anything beyond that four years of college. And so it, it changes the dynamic of, of the participant, why they're participating. And, and it, you know, the majority of the students that, that we will compete against will, will be in the, they'll be in the classroom as much as our student athletes will, you know, some of them will be working jobs like our student athletes have to work. They're not professional. And I use that term in quotes, not the professional student athlete that you might think of at the university of Georgia or South Carolina or Clemson, yeah, right? going the NFL right. or the NBA or right. anything like they're, that. They're, it, it's truly an opportunity for them to strengthen their preparation for life. And so we get to, we get to utilize the brand, the NCAA brand to strengthen our student athletes as they go out. And, and there's enough uh, research and data out there to demonstrate that an NCAA athlete that is going to have opportunities uh, based on their experience, because people trust if you can be a student and an athlete and succeed then you're somebody I want to consider. You've got serious character. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, when I came to Bob Jones University uh, as the president, we had had intercollegiate sports for two years. And uh, so when I came in, number one question I got asked right off the bat was, what do you think about scholarships? And, um, and I said to you, I said, well, I'm not against scholarships because I had a scholarship when I played soccer at the mm -hmm. Citadel. And I played NCAA Division I soccer for four years. So I wasn't against it. I said, but I don't know what's best for Bob Jones University. And at the end of that year, we, we concluded together that for us at Bob Jones University, at this stage in its history, we did not feel like scholarships was fitting for our culture. Right. So when we got into the Division II NCAA, we began to ask ourselves, how can we get into a, more of a league play that that really uh, stretches our program and our athletes to a higher the highest level? Mm -hmm. And you said it well because uh, you know our our vision here at Bob Jones is really part of it is student experience, and we want our students to have the best experience possible, and at the same time emphasize student education. So as we began to look around tried to envision which way, then we landed down on NCAA Division Three. Yes, sir. So when did this process begin? Because it wasn't yesterday. No, it, it basically, um, like you said, you know, we met pretty early in, in your tenure and to, to talk about what's next, because we were trying to decide at that point we were in CCA Division One because we didn't have an option. I won't go into all that. We didn't have an option in the beginning. They changed some rules basically uh, the year we came in. And so we were able to move into Division Two, which was a better fit for us. We were talking about that. We were talking about, you know, where do we want to go in the future? And, and you know, you very, I felt very wisely asked me, hey, let's put together a, a task force. And so we had a task force of people from from a variety of campuses, uh, or, or excuse me, a, a variety of offices across campus. And we met for, for several weeks and researched and talked to over 50 uh, schools. And, and basically that group came to the, to the realization of Division Three is the best opportunity for us. It's, it would be the best direction for us and, and made the recommendation to you. You looked at all the data and accepted that. And then, you know, the board 
saw the vision as well and said, yeah, let's go for that. So, um, you know, it was, it's been a long process already. How long Uh, have we been working on this? This was, uh, this is going into, we've been a provisional school for two years, or excuse me, uh, uh, not a provisional school, an exploratory school, wrong terminology. So we're looking into it. We're looking into it. We, We could have done that only one year. But just decided that at, at the time it was best for us to extend another year, strengthen our ourself positionally to become a better fit for Division Three operationally. And uh, when we, you know, we, we got the word back this spring that that they're ready for us to become a provisional institution. So what does provisional mean? So basically, it means that we operate as a uh, Division Three program. We use the branding, the marketing, everything. We just can't participate in postseason play for the NCAA. So that's where the NCCAA dual affiliation comes in for us uh, at this point in particular, because we will have postseason opportunities for student athletes. So for the next three years, um, we will continue to demonstrate our ability to operate as a Division three program uh, with with their support. Uh, they basically have come alongside of us and said, how can we help you? We mm-hmm. want you to succeed. How can we help you in this process? And and basically, we we will each year begin to understand, okay, here's the compliance that we have to have. It's much different than what we're used to. One of the things that they said to us when they visited was, you're a very compliant organization. We have no questions that you're going to try to do what we ask you to do. And I, I felt like that was a good testimony for us. We just... It's just different. There are things that we've been able to do that were, were not a part of the NCCAA rulebook that are a part yeah, of the NCAA rulebook. It's a strict, it's a strict it is. organization. And, and so... And the strictness has to do with the actually... Uh, the, the philosophy is academics are first. Right. And therefore, there's a the schedule is not as extensive right. as you get in the other leagues right. or the other divisions. And um, so I, I, it really definitely makes a difference. So... A question we're all going to wonder is: Are we in a are we in a league, or are we like where are we? Yeah, so that that's a great question, and and, and that's probably one of the ones that I've that I've answered the most. So, the NCAA office is in is in uh, Indianapolis, right? And and that's kind of the the overarching sort of the legislation. But ultimately, the NCAA is is run by the conferences. And the conference is is made up of schools. So ultimately, the NCAA is a group of schools who submit to the regulations. So one of the things that we don't have at this point is we don't have a conference. We want to get into a conference, uh, but no conference is going to bring someone in in a provisional status at this point because it, it doesn't benefit them. It it they can't you know you compete against them in the regular season. Uh, but it, you can't participate in the postseason. That you you can't be considered for uh, weekly awards. You can't be considered for conference awards. Your staff. So so rather than kind of have this mixed bag of schools, some can be, some can't be considered. Basically, they want to wait until you are going into your you know a, a member in full standing, and so that over the next three years, that is that is part of our. Uh, goal, part of our our mission, um, and and honestly, it each institution's decisions are determined as they should be by the president. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as I shared with one of the the newscasters yesterday, I was doing an interview. You know, ultimately, you will have a a a, a big influence in this conference pursuit because 
you're going to have opportunity to interact with presidents of other institutions and and share the vision for athletics at Bob Jones mm-hmm. and and in essence uh, recruit them right. from the standpoint of hey we'd like to be in your conference here's who we are here's where we align here's how we can benefit and and be a be a you know a, a help or a support within this conference and start building that coalition that will allow us to then once they go to vote then you know we we hope to be voted in and you know right now we're 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 just in that early phases you and I have had conversations with conference commissioners and right. d- done what we can do yep. to this point and so our schedule a good a good portion of our schedule are playing the D3 teams in 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 some conferences where we would be looking yes. at opportunities there um so get us up to speed Tell us how many how many how many sports teams do we have now? So we started out with basically four teams. Four teams, yes, and then we added cross country and golf, so, which was before I came. Right, yeah. cross country and golf, and so that was um, a, a men's and a women's. So that was that we we go from four, we double to, to eight. eight teams, and then we added uh, track with the because typically cross country you run cross right. in the fall and track in the spring. So that put us up to to ten, or excuse me, yeah, ten. Yeah. And um, then we added women's volleyball. That came when I was when I came right? in. Yep. And uh, and we've added which we've won two national championships. Yes. Right? Yes. But well, it helps to have a Hall of Famer, yeah, yeah. a head coach come in. Yep. She she's done a great job. Um, and and then we've we've added um, baseball, which is will be starting in the spring. Right. And um, see, am I forgetting? We we have shooting sports. Yep. Uh, and I, I think I've that's that's pretty much it. I think I've hit them all. I think you've hit them all. Well, we've we've had. Um, uh, I think good growth uh, in our program. Uh, I think we're we 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 are where we're so, supposed to be with NCAA D three. Um, I think one of the most exciting things is just the uh, the the young people that have already graduated mm-hmm. and they're going out in the world. They have character. They have discipline. Uh, they're in the business world. They're in the ministerial world. Mm-hmm. We have youth pastors. We have coaches. We have athletic directors. Uh, this year, 70% of our entire uh, intercollegiate sports athletes uh, were on the dean's list and above. Mm-hmm. So it really fits within the NCAA Division Three. So right. I'm going to close with one question. Okay. And that is in light of COVID-19 and, of course, school closing, and then we're, we're planning to have on-campus um, uh, classes this fall. The question is, are we going to have athletics this fall? Uh, at Bob Jones University? The easy answer to that is yes. Uh, we have a COVID-19 athletic task force that uh, meets regularly and is working through how do we do that? What's the operational plan that uh, fits in with you know the uh, CDC and DHEC and, and the, the government? And how do, how do we offer athletics? Is it going to be different? Absolutely, as everything is. Um, one of the things that we're waiting on is what are these other affiliations going to do? The NAIA has already limited uh, when they can start. Uh, the NCAA has, has actually kind of expanded when we can start, kind of given us a little bit more time. There's a, a question about are, is it, are all of the fall championships going to try to be moved before Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. Right now, they're not. So there's just there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, so just like Every institution and every athletic director and athletic program, uh, we are simply trying to be up to date with where we are. Right. 
Uh, we have a great group of people, including uh, medical folks that support us and staff. And we, we have student athlete on the, on the committee and just, we're getting a broad perspective of, uh, of, of, what people are thinking. And, and we're also looking at our recreation intramural yeah. as well. How can we do that in a way that's safe, but provides an opportunity for our students to participate? So um, the easy answer is yes, unless for whatever reason, you know, we go back into some kind of a massive shutdown, right? which we all hope and pray that doesn't take place. Uh, and excited. We're, we're excited to get our students on campus and and get back at it. Well, the uh, the program here is a is a fantastic program uh, under the leadership of Dr. Neil Ring. We actually have a master's degree program online, which is sports management and it's it's a, a sport administration and coaching. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, and we have quite a few uh, online students that are involved in this. We have uh, three or four uh, PhDs in our program, and most of those are our coaches. Mm -hmm. So I'm just telling those folks that really don't know what Bob Jones University has in the way of sports, it is a fantastic program. Uh, we have tremendous spiritual coaches. Uh, our student athletes are, are wonderful young people. And so I hope you'll be able to get out to some of our games this fall. And uh, we are in alignment with, uh, with health regulations, doing the best we can. And we could talk forever. We'll cut it <laughs> off right here. But uh, we're excited about uh, the opportunity we have. And most importantly, is to use sports as a platform for ministry for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, so thank you, Neil. Appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. Great to see you again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Highest Potential with Steve Pettit. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please don't forget to follow BJU on social media at BJUEDU and Dr. Steve Pettit at at BJU President. Mm -hmm.